0: Studios.
1: This, this is the award-winning After Nine with Scott and Cat. powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed, or he'll buy it. Hey now, happy ha- Thursday! Happy National Cocktail Day! It is National Cocktail Day, National Cocktail Day, and National Cheesesteak Day. I'm going to recommend, guys, that you do not mix those two up because you do not want to be sitting there drinking a nice. Harvey Wallbanger, or a a real cool old-fashioned eating a big cheesesteak.
0: Yeah, cheesesteaks are too heavy to have with cocktails. Don't you find there's like some foods you just shouldn't mix with cocktails?
1: I totally agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Cheesesteak around here? Is there anywhere you can think of that we can get them here without traveling all the way to shitty Philadelphia?
0: (laughs) I know no place. Mind you... Isn't like a firehouse subs location kind of thing? Aren't they familiar, like the the popular story for making those?
1: Very similar. Now, when you're having a a true Philly cheesesteak, you need like a chopped beef, like a steak or a roast that's cut up. You need something like that. It's not enough to have shaved or sliced or anything like that. It's got to be chopped. So you got to go to specific places. And I'm not sure that firehouse does it, but I do know... Um, Filthy Phillies has a pretty good cheese steak. Okay, there you go. If you can find one around you, get it into you today. And as far as the cocktails go, cocktails are great because there's really not a lot of ways that you can fuck that up. There's really not. Yeah. If you want yourself something good, just go to your bar and start mixing. And most things taste pretty darn good together.
0: It's true. Um, I like having those nights every now and again um, where when I have people over, we just have the bar. We go down to the bar and here's, we lay out all the stuff that we have and all the mixers that we can have with it. And we just figure out concoctions. I did that with uh, my brother and his wife not too long ago, where we just kind of came up with our own drinks and it was awesome.
1: You went all out for that though. Yours was like foaming.
0: Ours. Yeah. We, we did a cocktail um, contest actually for new, that was New Year's Eve. We did a cocktail contest. So since then we've been kind of obsessed with mastering the art of cocktail, low sugar cocktails to be specific, because there's sure you can have delicious cocktails galore. But a lot of them can be loaded with sugar. And then that's what leads to headaches and hangovers too. If you're not conscious about health, it's just mainly about the hangover for people. So what we do is we, there's this great book my brother um, got us as a gift. And it's like an anthology of cocktails or something. Very cool. But what we like to do is see those recipes and then attempt to make a, you know, mildly sugar-low beverage based on that. And it's kind of fun to just, even just mess around. And even if you aren't conscious about it and you're just like, nah, screw that. I want to, you know, mix things up. You're absolutely right. You can't go wrong if you just mix ingredients that you like and come up with a cool new cocktail.
1: We're going to talk a little more about cocktails in depth later on in this episode of After 9. We're going to talk about some of the incredibly awkward confrontations that took place yesterday uh, involving the europeans ish european parliament a few of them told justin trudeau off basically to his face yesterday and then in jamaica william and kate are there touring the caribbean Hmm. that portion of the land i saw that i saw that the prime minister of jamaica said yeah we're leaving the monarchy right there with them on stage Right there, right to them. Did they know that was going to happen? I don't think they did because they looked pretty shocked. And William was just kind of like, "Uh huh, o- okay." That is so
0: awkward. Yes, very awkward. I don't even. Yeah. What do you say to that? Like, we will take your concerns in. Thank you for having us here. <laughs> like, what? It's so weird. It's it's just such a weird position being a royal, I'd imagine, because you do have you're supposed to put on this straight face and and just be completely. I don't know. It feels like you can't even have emotions other than smiling and waving. It's, that's why I feel like I could never do it. I go all Harry and Megan. I just be like, I can't. I'm out of here. I can't.
1: You know what? Do I want to go all the way back to the UK or should I just go to Miami? You know what? Just go to Miami and live there from now on. You
0: know, you can see, you see cool, like look at them. Look at them go just touring around. Like that's great. And you do see, you know, some amazing things in the world. But then every now and again, something like that happens an awkward confrontation.
1: Jeez. We will uh, talk about those confrontations coming up in just a few. We're going to go all in on batteries here. I don't know what happened to Doug Ford, but all of a sudden he's Mr. Green Ford. The other day he announced, well, we're going to build all these charging stations so you can charge up your electric vehicles. Then yesterday, a $5 billion battery factory got announced. They're building it in Windsor. For the Stellantis car company with LG Energy Solutions, a South Korean company, $5 billion. They will be able to build all of the batteries for the electric vehicles that Stellantis cars are going to use across North America. Mm. 2,500 jobs. Construction is going to start this year with the goal of being fully operational by 2025. The Ford government and the Trudeau government. Nobody is saying how much money... The taxpayers are kicking in for this. And, and I want to be very clear. I think it's great when we're making... Sorry, my computer's finished rebooting. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think it's fantastic when we take a step towards using more renewable energy.
0: Well, and that's part of a lot of their platforms too.
1: Sure. But this is going to make some very, very, very already wealthy companies a lot of money. Now, I'm not going to pretend for a second that Stellantis has an extra $5 billion in the bank or that LG Energy Solutions has $5 billion in the bank, but it kind of reminds me of the vaccine factory that we said we were going to build, which is still not built, by the way. These are profitable businesses. If I want to open up a business that makes car batteries... Okay, I have to put down the capital. I shouldn't expect taxpayer handouts to build that factory. I should build it knowing that it's a viable business and I'm going to make my money back tenfold. Mm -hmm. I would have thought that was the reason to do this. I'm really not sure, A, why we always race to dump taxpayer money into shit like this to fund projects that are going to make private companies extremely wealthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is one side of it that people will look at. I I do like the fact that we're going to be able to attain these batteries with less lower cost in terms of shipping them out and everything else, making them locally always does save money at the end of the day for the average person who wants to purchase those items. So that's good. I I feel like, yeah, taxpayer dollars are going to be skewing more in that direction over the coming years. Anyway, we all know, like I said, it's on all of the platforms, whether it's federal or provincial, whether it's even in your municipal government. Everybody's trying to go a little more green. And that doesn't come cheap. For those who don't realize that does not come cheap. I mean, electric car versus, you know, a a gas car. You're going to pay more money for it in the long run. It might save you money. And we know cost of electricity is going to go up because of it, but it is about being green. So if that means we have to spend some money, for some people, they say, spend the money. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just wonder, at what point do we get to the level where Stellantis and LG Energy Solutions are making a ton of money at this factory, and we can say to them, hey, remember those billions of dollars we gave you to build this factory and to start this project up? It's time to start repaying the taxpayers here. And I feel like that doesn't usually happen. No, and I don't know why. It's uh, you can tell that these politicians are really disconnected and have no respect whatsoever for taxpayer money. You you can tell. Uh, let's get to a couple of fun stories before we talk about yesterday's confrontations. Have you ever accidentally eaten one of your dog's treats <laughs> or some of your dog's food?
0: No, but they do make some that look legit. Like if you laid out a tray of the dog cookies and I'm talking about the ones they make these ones that look like girl guide cookies. They're like these vanilla and they actually smell good. Cause I purchased them for Leo before and I smell them kind of out of the bag and I'm like, wow, those smell fantastic. But no, I haven't either accidentally or purposely eaten them. I haven't gone that far.
1: This is Crazy. A woman on Reddit is telling the story about how she was sitting talking to her dad. Gas prices came up and dad was complaining about how expensive the price is, especially when you're a senior and you're on a fixed income. But he got a little astray in the story in explaining to her he always goes to the same gas station because they've got these really neat cookies there that you can't seem to find anywhere else. He's been getting these cookies for 20 years. (laughs) Nice little treat when he fills up the tank. So his daughter was curious. So he brought her a pack. Daughter looked it over, and it was apparently very clear if you want to see it, that it says dog treats (laughs) on this box of cookies. Daddy? Daddy, what are you doing? He was shocked. He said he had no idea they were dog treats. And now he's a little disappointed because now that he knows what they are, he's not sure if he's going to keep eating them. He just doesn't think they're going to taste the same now that he knows that they're dog treats.
0: Did he do tricks in order to get one? Or how did that work? <laughs> is he make a good boy? Be Meanwhile, the boy? dog's like,
1: will you fuck off? I mean, yeah. I'm not eating your stuff.
0: <laughs> That's my shit, man. Back off. That's so funny. I feel like this happens more often than people will admit. Like, it, like this girl's kind of outing her dad on it. But you know there's people who've probably done that... It's easy with some to know that they're dog treats. There are some, like if you're going to get the oh, stanky ones, like the bacon strips and all that stuff. Oh, that those just smell
1: nasty. Putrid,
0: putrid. Um, but then there's those fresh baked items. You know, you walk yourself into a Ren's Pet Depot and you're like looking around and where right did the till, that's where they get you. If you have your dog, especially, obviously everything gets you in there. But even when I'm out without Leo at, at like a place like that, and they've got this like fresh bakery section. You could fool the shit out of me with some of those cookies.
1: They look like a real treat.
0: And the good thing is, if you do ever eat anything like that, it's fine. They're very plain ingredients because they have to go through a a dog's digestive system. So they're usually very, very plain and actually quite healthy. So it's like you're going to die eating them, but you still feel like a bit of an asshole if Uh you do.
1: I want to do one more dog story, and, and I didn't talk about this when it happened earlier in the week because it actually made me legitimately angry, but I'm going to mention this because it has a happy ending. A dog that earlier this week was abandoned at a North Carolina animal shelter has now been re-adopted. Fezco was the name of the dog, believed to be around four years old, and it was just left at the Stanley County Animal Protective Services. They say Fezco gets along well with humans and other dogs. The previous owners got rid of him because they felt the dog was gay. Another male dog was mounted in a sexual manner manner by Fezco, and the owner saw that and thought, oh, this dog's gay. I don't want no gay dog in my house. So he took him to the shelter and dropped it off. What the fuck is wrong with people?
0: You don't deserve to have any dog. You don't deserve to have an animal. No,
1: you don't. You shouldn't be able to care for anything, really. Yeah. I am so sick and tired of animals bearing the brunt of human stupidity and human bias. It's disgusting. But bit of good news here. The dog was readopted. Earlier this week, Steve Nichols and his partner, John, live in Charlotte. They've been together for more than 30 years, and they say they are thrilled to welcome Fezco into their home where they will give him a loving home for the rest of his years. The only catch is they renamed him. They didn't like Fezco. Good. They're well- going to call him Oscar after popular gay writer Oscar Wilde. I love... Well, you know what?
0: And Oscar deserves a, a little fresh start with a with a rename too because Fezco that didn't work out well for him because he ended up with some assholes. So I'm so glad that Oscar found a, a new home that loves and accepts him for whoever you know he might be. And do we can we even ever know the sexuality of a dog? I mean some people would say, yeah, I think and I've heard this before by the way, and I've had this conversation before where we're like, I'm not sure if my if my dog is into, you know, the opposite sex or not. I've had I mean I've heard that before and it's funny. Never once would I ever think somebody, a human, could be so, like, disgustingly vile. And these are people that just walk the earth, you know? Like, I don't know if these these people have kids. I hope not. I hope not. But that, it it sickens me that people are still, that people still exist like this. That is sad. I mean, the the only upside here is that they at least did drop Oscar off to a shelter because we do, Fizco at the time, because we do hear of stories that end quite worse for the dog if an owner just decides, I don't like you anymore. So at least they you know, gave Oscar the opportunity to live this new life. Good for Oscar. That That is a good happy ending at least, but too bad those people are complete assholes that I'd love to get proper punishment for.
1: You really should have to get a license for yourself to have a dog, not license the dog. That's nothing more than a horrible tax that cities charge on, yeah. on animal owners. It's stupid and it should really be outlawed like many of the municipal fees that we pay. Having said that though, Anybody can adopt a dog, and as long as you pay your 15 or 20 bucks to get the dog license, you're in compliance. I think it should go further than that. I really do. It's an old expression, but it's true every time you hear it. You need a license to drive a car. You need a license to own a gun. You need a license to go fishing. You need a license for a lot of different things. But any asshole can adopt an animal or have a child, and it's disgusting mm-hmm. how some people abuse that privilege. It really is. Let's move on. Uh, We're going to talk about the grocery store and we're going to talk about recycling coming up in a few minutes. It's going to be fun. I do have now that audio that I wanted to play for you. We had some awkward encounters yesterday. The Prime Minister gave what I actually thought was a fairly good speech. He went over and addressed the European Parliament. He wanted to talk about what Canada's up to and try and use some good old-fashioned Canadian influence to get more people behind... Democracy to get more people behind the effort to liberate Ukraine. Well, first off, it was basically empty. Almost none of the EU parliament showed up to watch the prime minister's speech. It was probably about 90% empty. But there were some politicians who went and they had some fairly pointed words for our prime minister, who's there representing Canada. Let me play just a little bit of it for you.
2: And what the Prime Minister of Canada, the way he's behaving right now, he's exactly like a tyrant, like a dictator. He's like Ceausescu in Romania. If even you doubt, if you raise doubts about the vaccines, you're outcasted. What's the difference between what he does and what happened under the Inquisition? See, on one side, they say, well, we should not believe in God. But on the other side, they say, believe in science. We don't have to, science is not about belief. Science, science is about measurements, conclusions, hypothesis, and arguments. We got to a point right now where even if you say something, if you raise any doubts, you're already considered, you know, as whatever, you know, they label you in very different ways. This is not okay. And I have to tell you, you know, that, I. When I saw the protests in Canada, you know, the way the truckers over there (coughs) reacted, you know, I got in touch with some of them, others contacted me, I congratulated them and I want to use this opportunity to thank them. And I hope this movement for freedom and for rights is spreading all around the world, because at the end of the day, we have to make sure that all these elected officials, they understand that they were elected in those offices to work for the people, not to... Behave like masters of slaves. Thank you.
1: Trudeau was right there. Whoa. Right there. That speech was in English. No translation required. Trudeau had to sit there and listen to that criticism from one of the European lawmakers. But there's more. Uh, Christine Anderson is a member of European Parliament. Not exactly sure where she's from. She's from the UK, maybe? I'm not sure. Let me play another one of the speeches that Justin Trudeau had to sit there and listen to in person yesterday at European Parliament.
3: Mr. Trudeau, you are a disgrace for any democracy. Please spare us your presence. Well... Ah, the music really sets the tone. It certainly does,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, they do a lot of grandeur celebrations there. Uh, her, her speech I continues. I will now
3: give the floor to Miss Christine Anderson for her point. Thank you. Based on Article 195 out that it would have been more appropriate for Mr. Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, to address this House according to Article 144, an article which was specifically designed to debate violations of human rights, democracy, and the rule of law, which is clearly the case with Mr. Trudeau. Then again, a Prime Minister who openly admires the Chinese basic dictatorship, who tramples on fundamental rights by persecuting and criminalizing his own citizens as terrorists just because they dared to stand up to his perverted concept of democracy should not be allowed to speak in this house at all. Mr. Trudeau, you are a disgrace for any democracy. Please spare us your presence. Thank you holy fuck
1: Whoa, that <laughs> they was are savage over there hardcore did he even really like address it or how uh, that not work? that no mm. i mean he spoke and like i said off the top it's almost a shame because his speech was actually quite good but he tried to talk about democratic values liberal values and yesterday there was a lot of people that just didn't want to hear it over in Europe, from Justin Trudeau. They saw exactly what was going on here less than a month ago, and they wanted no part of it. Uh, There was another member, I believe he was a Croatian representative, who yesterday said to Mr. Trudeau, uh, you have frozen people's bank accounts. These are single moms in some cases. They said to him, you have uh, taken away the right for democratic protest. Maybe you consider that a liberal value. Here we consider that dictatorship. He had to sit there and listen to it. You know, it's like when you think about
0: when you're um, in a one-on-one meeting with your boss, for example. Let's even take it a step further. Let's say that you have a superior that's like six levels up from your boss. It's like sitting down with them almost, but with the world watching and them just lambasting you on what you've done. Just saying, you're no good, whatever, and you just have to sit there and take it. But, it, but it's so different with politics because you can go ahead and ignore it. Like... Trudeau. I have a feeling he doesn't like confrontation. Not really a big fan of the confrontation thing. I think
1: he runs as far as possible from confrontation and from negative publicity. Justin Trudeau is a prime minister who is solidly focused on what comes next. And there was a lot of talk for a long time. You'll remember when he was first elected, he was the darling of the day a left-wing icon around the world. This was the guy that could write his own ticket. He could be the uh, head of the UN. He could be an envoy for special projects. He could be any number of things. His reputation is really, really around the world taking some serious knocks. Today's going to be an interesting day, too, because it is a NATO summit. Canada is very, very delinquent in our contributions to NATO. You have to keep up your own domestic defense spending. And Canada's gone before and said, "Ah, sorry about that. We'll do better next time. But we never do. And this isn't just Trudeau. It was underfunded in the Harper years as well. But for whatever reason, uh, defense spending hasn't been a priority. Well, now we're in a situation where it would have been nice to have spent that money leading up to this conflict in Ukraine. So he's going to get called out for that. And we're going to watch and see what happens between him and Joe Biden. Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau are from the same party. But Joe doesn't seem to like Justin very much. In fact, they haven't been able to get much of anything done. Trudeau had far more success forwarding Canada's interests with Trump than he has with joe biden so i think people are kind of watching to see does biden even pay attention to him is he going to ghost him is he going to leave him out there in the dark does biden not want to associate himself with the tarnished trudeau brand uh there was also some talk yesterday about this new ndp liberal coalition and some of the leaders did not like that either now that's fine they don't live here they're not canadian citizens justin doesn't owe them anything but these are world leaders that have a lot of influence in their own countries who are talking shit about Canada. I just hope they realize we're still the same old Canadians that we were. We're still those people that if you get stuck in a snowbank, we'll pull over and tow you out. We'll help you shovel your driveway if we get ours done first. We're these good people that everybody wants to be friends with. That's not changed. What's changed is the, pers- the position of our leader. And I get that he's not very popular right now. You only have to put up with him until 2025. Uh, Justin says he is planning to run again. That's just a lie. He's not running again. There's virtually no chance that this guy's going to run again unless something outstanding that we can't see right now happens between now and 2025. But let's move on to the royal family. William and Kate, mm-hmm. a beautiful couple, beautiful family. They're doing a tour of the Caribbean right now. Yesterday, they were sitting there at an appearance in Jamaica when Jamaican Prime Minister Andrew Holness announced to everybody right in front of William and Kate that Jamaica is leaving the British Commonwealth to become fully independent. Holness made the completely unexpected announcement while flanking the royal couple, echoing other countries who are considering cutting ties with the monarchy. The former British colony, Jamaica, would become only the second Caribbean island to sever relations with the queen in recent years. Barbados did so back in November. So William and Kate are sitting there, and they were getting a lecture about some of the history of colonization between the British monarchy and Jamaica. And the prime minister didn't hold back. He just let him have it. And they were like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, okay, Well, well... Okay, well, we'll let Grand know. No problem. We're going back to the beach. See ya. <laughs> it was so, so awkward. awkward. It's so awkward. I don't even know how you sit through that. I mean, it was probably tempting for him to stand up and, and say, all right, listen, let's deal with this. In the appropriate setting, you need to draft out exactly what it is you want. We will respond. And of course, we'll grant your wish. But right here is not the time to yeah. do this.
0: Oh, in the back of their mind during that whole thing, they're like, oh, not another thing. Not another thing, man. This was supposed to be a fun trip.
1: Hey. Oh, and it was. They were they were swimming yeah. on on reefs and doing all kinds of stuff. It's nice that they do normal things. Sure. I kind of like that the future king and queen of England like to go snorkeling. Yeah, I like to do that when I'm in Jamaica, too. Fuck it, It's great. It's beautiful. Yeah. I wonder what other Jamaican stuff they did when they were there.
0: Oh, you know.
1: I'm kind of suspecting. Yeah.
0: You can find it just about anywhere. Pretty much. They pretty much hand it to you and then just say, give me the money for it.
1: Okay, so I don't (laughs) want to be too much of an opportunist here, but I am going to float this out there again. Okay. Canada is one of the few countries that has no obvious connection to the Caribbean. We have many European countries that have territories in the Caribbean. America has got interests in the Caribbean, not to mention Puerto Rico, which probably should be a state, and hopefully they are at some point soon. But there's a lot of countries that have that connection. There aren't really a lot of countries lining up, knocking on our door, saying, hey, we'd like to be part of Canada. But if Jamaica's leaving the UK, if they're leaving the Commonwealth... Mm. I think we could make a play for Jamaica, Kat. I'm not talking like a full-blown fucking invasion or anything like that. But (laughs) easy now. I say we make them an offer. Let's go to them and say, hey, listen, we have in this country uh, stability. We got a lot of oil, a lot of electric car batteries in 2025. We got vaccines fucking everywhere. Why don't you come here and be part of us and you can still have the jamaican flag and you'll wave it side by side with the canadian flag and when canadians want to yeah. go to the caribbean they can go to the province of jamaica a domestic flight dude
0: that would, i mean gosh that's amazing to think of i love jamaica i've been to jamaica a few times and we do need some form of a nicer place to set like set off to that's technically Canadian but has better
1: weather and they certainly do. These people want to be bobsledders. They tried again in the recent Winter Olympics. We've got bobsled training facilities and it would be a domestic flight. You guys come on up here. We're going to set you up at that track out in BC. Go ahead, have fun. If you're a Jamaican Canadian listening to this, tell us how you feel about it. I would love, I would love
0: a DM. No, I'd love a DM on that because I, I, I am tr- truly curious. I know it's kind of outrageous and it probably would never happen. Maybe. And, but never say never. Um, but you know, what? How would you, how would you feel about that?
1: I think it's brilliant, Cat. We tried for Turks and Caicos. I think it's, safe. I think it's, is it selfish though? Well, I mean, it's not like they don't get anything out of it. Did you hear me talk about the bobsled? <laughs> Did you hear that? Everybody knows about the bobsled, okay? (laughs) We have an actual fucking track they can practice on. Like, go ahead. Our track is your track. We have some things that, that, that,
0: uh, that Jamaicans may find attractive here, too. You know, maybe you do want to see a lot of snow and shitty smut on the ground like we have out here right now. We've got a lot of shitty smut on the
1: ground. That's the want. thing. You guys want snow? No problem. We can ship you shit tons of it. There's tons of it here.
0: Well, then you get to come here and enjoy it too. Anytime you want a little more fr- freely than, than currently, right? They
1: seem to be swimming in sand. We could use that for our roads. Like there's a lot of back and forth sure. that can happen. Have you ever had a Tim Hortons? Because we'll open up a few franchises down there. i don't think they
0: have some, I don't think they do have any, but I could be wrong. Not in the places that I've
1: in. Do you guys have a Swiss chalet? We have a Swiss chalet. We can send one down there for you. We'll open one up. There's a lot of things that would make this great for Jamaica. It'd be great for Canada, and then we're all under one unified umbrella. Okay.
0: Well C- said. Well, we Can-Amica. we're throwing it out there. it Canamica.
1: Jamaica.
0: of making me crazy over here is what he's doing. Hey, okay. Well, we're throwing it out there to the world.
1: Uh, let's go to the grocery store for a second. I was just thinking about this the other day. It boggles my mind that we do our grocery shopping, or most of us do, on the weekend. We look forward all week to those two days off, and what do we do? Line up like a bunch of assholes pushing a metal cart (laughs) down through a grocery (laughs) store to pay prices that are way through the roof.
0: And during, I don't know if anyone else is like me, because during, well, we're a little bit different in that we are our regular jobs, if you will, and we've got side hustles and things, but our regular jobs have us free in the afternoons, so... How's your drug dealing business going, by the way? Good? Oh, and good there?
1: fuck. You know same, what, There's same. a lot of people that like drugs right now. <laughs> You'd be shocked. Anyway, but yeah, but people, people love drugs. People who are on
0: those kinds of stranger shifts. Okay. So we're a little bit different. Maybe because every now and again, probably once a week, I do get the opportunity to, even if it's just like a quick, I have one hour before I got to do this and pick up the kids and do the things and blah, blah, blah. Or maybe it's an evening thing for some people. But w- let's say that you're a regular nine to fiver because who wants to do that trick during the week, right? When you're done, du- you're at home. You've already made dinner. You're just situated in your home. Like, fuck, I have to go back out again? Like, nobody wants to. So you're right. Most people would tend to be like, I'll wake up feeling fresh as a daisy on Saturday or Sunday and go ahead and do it.
1: I do it too, Kat, all the time. I do
0: it. I do end up doing it because I'm just like, ugh, I'm exhausted.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's Thursday and I probably could just stop off at, I don't know, Longo's or the Superstore or Zare's on my way home and get that shit done. And then I don't have to get up on Saturday morning. Am I going to do it like that? No, I'm going to torture myself and have to drag my ass out of bed early on the weekend. It's silly that we still play this game, but we're going to learn a little bit here together about the grocery store. You've heard us say it before. For a progressive society that we are here in Canada, Canadians hate change. Any little change eats away at us. That means we're stubborn. So listen to this. The vast majority of people will not try new produce, new fruits and vegetables, because they're too picky or 16% are not interested in trying Mm -hmm. new things simply because they don't know how to cook it.
0: Aha. In this age where we have everything at our fingertips, where if you showed me a parsnip and I was like, I don't know what to do. With a flick of of your phone and a quick little type, 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 you can find out though. So it's amazing that people are still too shy to do that or they don't feel confident in themselves to try it.
1: I wonder if they're really too picky or if they just can't be bothered. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that there before. I don't really know what it is or how to cook it. So I'll just leave it.
0: Well, and some things are not just the vegetable. Let's not forget that, too. Like, for some things, it's like, oh, if I buy that vegetable, I also have to have the accompanying, you know, sauce or oils, for example, that go the best with it. And then I'm purchasing this and that. And then do I really even will I really even like it? Nah, forget it. I'll just buy the broccoli or whatever.
1: 62% say they always, every time they go to the grocery store. Buy the same veggies and produce. 62% Mm -hmm. exact same thing every time. Well, better get some apples. Uh, Get some pears. There's my broccoli head. There's uh, There's my lettuce. And we're done. Let's go to the meat section. Every time, the same thing. Nobody wants to try anything new. And there's certain ones that are very popular that make almost everyone's list. Basically, if someone's going to the grocery store... Statistically, they are likely to buy potatoes and lettuce, onions, carrots, peppers, and corn. Hmm. How boring are we?
0: <laughs> yeah, mine's, mine's close to that, but it depends. Because I, 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 like I would like to think that my kids will try a bunch of new veggies, but they won't. So their go-tos is, are broccoli. Um, they actually will do Brussels sprouts for now. We'll see how long this lasts. But Brussels sprouts for them, and I'll actually have those too as well. But I'm surprised like a cauliflower wasn't on that list.
1: Well, cauliflower is like eight bucks a is bunch expensive. right now. <laughs> well,
0: that, and it goes up and it's like a yo-yo. Like one week, it's, if it's on sale, you're like stock up. Because one week it could be like three bucks on sale. And then the next week it's like eight bucks. It's crazy right now.
1: It's very frustrating. So this same poll done by a network of grocers that are trying to figure out how can we move some of this other stuff? Because we paid to bring in that big bunch of beets and, oh, there's some rapini over there. And here's the spinach and there's the organic spinach and there's like the double organic spinach and all that (laughs) sort of shit. They really want us to diversify a little bit because we can't all go into the grocery store aimed at the broccoli and cauliflower and ignore all the other stuff. If we spread it out a little bit, there would be a lot less of a supply issue. So they say there's certain vegetables that we're willing to eat that are not commonly purchased broccoli, carrots, spinach, sweet potato, and asparagus. Mm-hmm. People are willing to eat spa- asparagus. They're willing to eat spinach, but mm, it's not one of their go tos. They don't buy it. If they go somewhere yeah. and it's served to them, they'll eat it, but they don't go out of their way to buy it. I wonder if part of it, though, is people buying shit in cans. You know, when yeah. you go and. Or frozen. Or frozen. If you can get uh, a bunch of asparagus, and it's five ninety nine a pound, and you know there's at least a pound and a half there, that's an expensive bunch. Or if you just wander down to the non perishable section, you can get a whole tin of asparagus for a dollar twenty nine. I think people are doing shit yeah, like that. I
0: mean, cost wise, I I purchase a lot of frozen veggies. Because for me, um small mouths with my kids, so they'll only have a little portion at a time. I'll, it'll end up being wasteful. Wasting food is my biggest pet peeve. Biggest pet peeve. So I don't like buying too much of the fresh produce, but there's the ones, the go-tos, and you mentioned a bunch of them. And I know we're talking veggies now, but just veggie fruit-wise, where it's like every week it is going to be the fresh. Apples, peppers, we eat a ton of that, those. Cucumbers, we eat a ton of those. Um, a, a good range of veggies that are fresh, but the other stuff doesn't get eaten fast enough or you have to buy it in bulk for it to be worth the cost. So the frozen section works for me every time.
1: You might know this because you're a girl and you probably eat spinach. This I know about women.
0: Why? <laughs> Is it a girl thing?
1: I, I don't know a lot of guys <laughs> that buy a lot of spinach, to be okay. perfectly honest with you. But maybe I'm wrong. When it comes to spinach, because I've been buying that a lot more recently because of the girlfriend, and she likes her spinach salad. She likes it as a side. So she good. loves spinach. Ugh, yeah. Why do you have to buy... This big, massive plastic container of spinach, could they not have condensed that into a bag of some sort and not taken up half of a shelf in the fridge with just spinach yeah
0: i mean you're brand wise there are brands that yes you have to do and it's the pull tab plastic it's the big ass bin what
1: a pain in the ass
0: there are some cheaper brands that you can buy where it is bagged you have to look for them but sometimes it means you're buying in a larger size so you have to be willing to like everyone's going to have a spinach salad for the week and you're going to throw it in your smoothies and because that's what i like to do with it too is put it in the kids smoothies they don't even know they're eating spinach it's great so if you Kids buy... Kids are so stupid. They're so dumb right now. Like, it's great. They're at an age where like they think I'm cool all the time and they'll just have anything that's in a smoothie, which is great. So I'll put the avocado in, I put the kale in some weeks, I switch it up with the spinach, uh, hemp hearts, I've done it all. So when you're buying the spinach though, if you look... There are places, and I know every grocery store is different, but there are places that have the bag. But spinach is so good. Do you like a fresh spinach salad? Like, I mean, just... and And very... I don't even want to say the word plain because it is flavorful. But even if you just mix a good oil and vinegar together as a mix for a salad dressing, you can even put some seeds on top.
1: Yeah. I I know what you're saying. I just don't have it in me to sit and make a salad. If somebody else makes a salad, I'll eat it. I just don't have it in me. I'm much, much, much more about the overall meal. And I make sure that things are color coded and plated properly. It looks like a goddamn Gordon Ramsay restaurant at my place at dinner time. But the salad, it's elusive to me. I mean, while we're talking about the fact that people do not want to spread out throughout the grocery store, they're not interested in buying the same things that or they're only interested in buying the same things over and over, not trying something new. I love to experiment in that section. I pick out stuff all the time that I've never had or that I wanted to try. Where I don't follow my own advice is in the fruit. There's certain fruits where, I don't know, maybe my mom never explained to me how to cut into a dragon fruit or a kiwi, but I look at them and think, it's not for me. Even a kiwi? I don't know how to peel a kiwi. I've never done it.
0: Oh, it's easy. You just half it and then you can take a spoon and spoon it out. Yeah, it doesn't sound interesting to me. Okay. That's not all right. Me. I mean, I'm going to force you to eat a kiwi. I'm not here to do that. But then you end up with boring fucking apples and bananas yes. all the time. Well, that's the thing is you do have to go out of your way. There are some fruits. though, like those exotic ones, like you mentioned, the dragon fruit, and I have purchased those before. I don't tend to eat as much of those, even a grapefruit. Let's start a grapefruit. It's a little more common. I don't, I don't really like grapefruit that much. I've tried to eat the grapefruit before. I'm like, oh, this is, people like it. And when it was really trendy, and I remember at one point it was like trendy. You cut it in half and you, some people put a little sugar on it and they ate it. I can't, I just can't get into it. So there's some fruits where I, I'll just avoid. I mean, I don't eat a ton of fruit anyway. Berries for me. See, for me, it's the bland, be- I'm, I'm all about the berry section. Blackberries, raspberries, blueberries, strawberries, every single time.
1: Well, for what it's worth, 57% of people admit They've tried a new vegetable that tasted way better than they expected. There you go. So try something new. Actually, yeah. it just happened to me the other day. I, uh, I'd never made bok choy. I made it. Made it with sesame oil. And holy shit, cat! I could eat that every day. It's fantastic yeah I was to yesterday years old when I figured out yeah. I like bok choy
0: it, I mean you, you make a good point and it, it does take a little bit of effort to try those new ones because you got to figure out the sauce that goes along with it perhaps or the whatever the condiment is that that, go, that might go with it or how it simmers but it's worth it when you could try something new and then you get to know the recipe and then it's it's easy for
1: you from there on out a 27 year old from Brazil was hospitalized last week she was in the hospital for a strange reason. She started feeling stomach pains when she woke up at 5.30 in the morning. So bad that she knew she had to get to the hospital. Something was very, very wrong. She got there. Full exam from the doctor. Asked her a few questions. And then the doctor put two and two together. The reason her stomach was so sore is because she was so afraid to fart in front of her boyfriend she explained to the doctor we're not on farting terms yet <laughs> so she's been holding them in as long as she possibly can the doctor described it as quote an accumulation of trapped farts in her intestines whoa i would
0: never think a doctor would basically say that like i mean i know there's such thing as gas buildup after you have a surgery for example in a lot of cases they don't even let you leave until you fart because it can get extremely painful and bad for you if you're holding them in. Now, in some cases, it's not willingly. In this case, it's willingly. She was willingly attempting to hold them in. You can't, like, You can't, come on. Okay, so if you're not at those terms, can you can't just, like, find an excuse to, like, get outside or do something where you can.
1: 11 o'clock is when everybody checks the mail. I'll be
0: right back. Like, she had to fart that many times and that badly and didn't give herself any relief at all?
1: No. She was holding them in until basically her body forgot it needed to fart. But she is now going to use this as a positive. She's going to use her social media platforms to encourage more women to fart. (laughs) She's saying, let her rip is the philosophy. And she's saying it is good for your health and warning ladies that if you're in a similar predicament, oh boy, I don't want to kill the mood by letting a fart go in front of them, then you should just let it go.
0: It's like the opposite of that chick from, what was it, an OnlyFans she had where she farted in a jar?
1: And was selling it.
0: And then she was hospitalized for the opposite reason. She was attempting to fart too much. <laughs> we can't find a balance. What's happening? <laughs> I think you've got to listen to your body. If your body yeah. says fart, fart. And if he really loves you, my dear, he'll stay with you and your
1: farts. Uh, a couple other things. Back in the late 90s and early 2000s, and I'm going to read this right from a blog post, the tramp stamp was very, very Uh, popular. (laughs) This is the tattoo that some women have on their lower back. And some guys, too, have a tramp stamp. Sure. Wedding crashers made fun of them. SNL did a skit about it. And they kind of fell out of fashion. Uh, One blogger claims... They're coming back in a big way. (laughs) A tattoo artist that they interviewed said they're getting more and more requests for the tramp stamp. And one woman who recently got one said she'd put it off for years because there was a stigma. But she finally decided to go for it. And she says it makes her feel empowered now. I've never understood the lower back. You can't see it except in very, very specific circumstances. That's,
0: I mean, that's the part of it that I think some people like is that some people want to have that tattoo and make it their thing. That's mine. And no one's really going to see it except for, you know, my partner, maybe or when I'm with um, close friends or maybe when I'm swimming, depending on my bathing suit style. You know, you want to have some people just want to have that one that's covered up. That could be one reason. Other people just like the way it looks. I think they look great. And that—that and that is part of getting a tattoo is, do you like it? You know, some pe- people get a full sleeve of tats because they like the way it looks. Some people don't. And that's fine to each
1: their own. I have a full sleeve of tats. It's been so cold since I got it, though, that you can't see it until the warmer weather arrives. Yeah, Once the short sleeves fair. come out, you'll see it. Fair you'll enough. See it. It's pretty damn good. Uh, finally, a lot of people are trying very hard to make ends meet and they're trying to extend what they've already purchased so they don't have to keep purchasing more and they're reusing items that may not typically get reused we talked about this on our fm radio show today it's amazing how many people are doing things like washing out their ziploc bags and reusing them so they don't have to go and buy more ziploc bags even though they're not really that expensive are they I mean,
0: no, like the truth is you can go to, I mean, if you want to be cheap about it, you can definitely go to the dollar store and get like a pack for, I don't know, maybe up to $2 now at this point, but they're not that bad.
1: Well, Esquire magazine has picked up on this trend and they spoke to some experts and published what I think is a really great article. It's a list of things that you should not reuse. No matter how bad things get, no matter how tight money is, there's certain things you should not be reusing. This is a cringe-worthy list because okay. you know people were doing it.
0: That's the reason there's a list about them. Band-aids. No, nobody's reusing band-aids.
1: Don't reuse the band. No, don't they tell say. me that.
0: That's not real. That can't be real.
1: Well, I guess it depends how bloody it got, right? I mean, if you just put it over a little whatever,
0: and no, don't. No. People are doing no, it. No. No. No, there's no reason. I could see maybe, I don't know, sometimes a Band-Aid falls off. Is that them
1: trying to attempt to put it back on the same spot? Maybe. Oh, it could be. Oh, I had a shower and forgot to take my Band-Aid off. I'll let it dry out and tape it on.
0: <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like at that point, what do you do? Like you don't need one at that point then. Like just stop.
1: Aluminum foil.
0: See, I'll hang on. I have a problem with that one.
1: What's wrong with that? Well,
0: what's wrong Well, what's wrong with reusing, unless it's a messy situation, unless you're wrapping up something gross that's all filthy and stuff, why can't you use it again? Let's say I line a tray. I don't use a lot of aluminum foil for other reasons and studies. You can look into them yourself. But let's say I lined a tray with aluminum foil, and then I put stuff on it and bake something in the oven. But it's kind of clean when it comes out. You're telling me I can't use it again?
1: I think some people would line their pan. Use the tin foil as it's intended to be used. It catches like the drippings from your roast or whatever. Then they wash the tin foil and use it again the next yeah. time they See, make if one. It,
0: if I have to wash it, there's no freaking way I'm reusing it. Nope, 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 nope. I will just take a hit on that.
1: Esquire says you should
0: not be
1: reusing paper napkins. Like it, so you wiped your face. Yeah. And then you set the, the paper napkin down. And use it again to wipe your face the next time. Yeah, what's, what if the other side's clean?
0: You just flip it over, and the uh, other side's perfectly fuck. clean. They're they're usually not one ply. If we're talking about like a regular run of the mill square napkin, there's two sides, and they're and they're pretty. You know, they're 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 the thick kind. Why did not you just use the other side?
1: Okay, I'm fine. Q tips. Do not use Q-tips more than once. They are a single-use disposable item, they say.
0: No, no, no. Again, I'm going to throw in a nobody does that. Tell me nobody does that.
1: All right, let me give you an example. You have a Q-tip. No. You you stick it in your ear, and you clean your ear, and everything's fine. And then you look at the Q-tip, because for whatever reason, we're all gross and do that. You look at the Q-tip and <laughs> we uh, are gross. it looks fine. Uh, so you just leave it on the counter. And then the next no. time you need a Q-tip, you just, you,
0: you keep you going until you get it dirty. And, and maybe there's no difference here, but to me there is. Because I feel like there's a difference to lo- <laughs> looking at it, which you're right, is just gross. And going, I didn't, don't, I didn't get a lot there, but I feel like there might be more in there. And sticking it back in in that moment, that is a little bit different for me for some reason than
1: setting it down
0: on a counter And waiting until the next time I feel I need to use a Q-tip.
1: They say gum, G-U-M, is single use. Yeah. Don't reuse the gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of people, though, that want gum and they'll chew on their gum for a few minutes and then they got what they wanted out of that gum, but they don't want to throw it out. They just put that gum in their mouth. So they'll, like, set it on a table or a counter or something like that and pop it back in their mouth later. People do this.
0: People do this. Yeah, they do. As long as you're not picking up somebody else's, I guess. (laughs) Well, uh, no, anybody. Hey, any these. I'm going to take these. I think
1: I caught COVID from gum. (laughs) I keep keep (laughs) picking it up off of countertops. People leaving it behind. (laughs) Moist towelettes.
0: Oh, okay. So are these people maybe like rinsing them a second time to attempt to use them?
1: Yeah. So maybe you use one of these to wipe your makeup off. Yeah. You would rinse it out and then use it again next time as if it's a fresh one.
0: Yeah, which some people would say is probably not the most hygienic. But I will admit that I've done that before when I've had like an event or something and I have to wear like copious amounts of makeup and I feel like I've gotten it all off, but I still feel like, nah, I could use a little bit more. I'll rinse a little tip of it. Sure. And I'll use it. But I don't know if that's considered reusing because it's all in the same moment. I don't keep it on a counter or something to re-moisten later.
1: Okay. Let me give you another example on the moist towelette. I have, for example, and I'm sure many people do, Lysol wipes. So I could take out the Lysol wipe and and wipe down the counter before I set my Q-tip on it for next time. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Can I rinse out that Clorox wipe and use it again in the future with, say, another type of cleaner, like spray Windex, and use it as just like a cloth? Is that okay? I don't know how good of a cloth it would be.
0: I mean, if you feel good about it, sure. But then there's already dirt trapped in the cloth. I guess it would depend on the science of it, which I would know nothing about. But if there's already kind of... Well, if there's
1: anything, we follow the science here. I'll (laughs) tell you that. do follow
0: it. But I don't know if there's something to that where the reason why is because the dirt has already been locked into this. So when you spray it on, even though you're spraying on a cleaner, you're kind of just wiping around a dirty towel onto onto a dirty surface, maybe?
1: It's just... uh, I would just rather take a new wipe. I mean, we're talking like under $5 for a jug of 200 of them i don't see a reason to start reusing any of them but here we are and i get that some people are really stretching to try and make that dollar go as far as it used to uh quickly kellogg's has announced two new types of frosted flakes are coming in may okay new frosted flake it's been a while since we've had a frosted flakes innovation
0: okay so is this like a flavor of frosted flake
1: yeah one of them Strawberry milkshake. Okay. Frosted flakes. That's
0: why I figured it's gonna be some kind of a berry.
1: Okay. Have you ever noticed though that strawberry flavored shit doesn't actually taste like a strawberry? No,
0: never. Never does.
1: The other one is cinnamon French toast version of frosted flakes.
0: Oh, entering cinnamon toast. Some people are gonna like
1: camp out whatever store is selling them to get those first.
0: You have to you have to be careful when you do stuff like that because You know, people who like a Cinnamon Toast Crunch are hardcore Cinnamon Toast Crunch fans. So if you're a Frosted Flake trying to disguise yourself as a Cinnamon Toast with the same texture of a flake, you better be sure you got the flavor ingredients correct. And that's all I have to say about that. But I don't hate on those flavors. Those are are not too obscure where I think
1: that they won't do well. They'll sell well. And on that, we will say, have a fantastic Thursday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow, and tomorrow is Friday, so our friend Dave Blizzard is going to join us. We'll have lots of fun to kick off the weekend right here on After 9. Bye-bye. CBS is releasing a new dating competition show called The Real Love Boat, in which a big group of singles spend nearly a month together on a cruise. Yep, it's the only dating show where the winner is whoever gets kicked off first. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just like The Bachelor, but instead of a rose, you get a bottle of Imodium. Yeah. <laughs> Apple has experienced two major outages in the past two days. Luckily, the problem was fixed when the guy at the Genius Bar told Tim Cook to just drop the entire company in a bag of rice. <laughs> hey, I saw that Taco Bell is celebrating its 60th anniversary with an all-new vegetarian meal. Right. And actually, it's the first time anyone's ever said happy anniversary inside a Taco Bell. Wow. Yeah.
2: Hey, remember uh, that lady Hillary Clinton? She ran for president. Well, Hillary announced that she tested positive for COVID. That's how deep we are in the upside-down world right now. Hillary caught a virus, and Bill didn't. The After
1: 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy